0: Welcome to episode 246 of the Rugby League Republic podcast with your hosts, Tish and Dr T. In this episode, we predict the makeup of the NRL finals series and much, much more. Join us as we build a rugby league community for all. The Rugby League Republic podcast starts right now. All right, welcome to episode two forty six of the Rugby League Republic podcast, where we aim to bring you the everyday fans' perspective on the greatest game of all, rugby league. This is rugby league for the people. I'm your co-host, Doctor T. Joining me is Tish. Tish, how are you doing this week? Well,
1: Doctor T, just like rugby league and the NRL, I think I'm feeling like you know, sort of burned out. You know, like <laughs> I've yeah, we've had a we've had a tough, you know. A uh, few weeks since State of origin, and now it's it's plateauing as we hit the final series. Uh, you know, a slow news week for me. I think that's how about yourself?
0: Oh yeah, look, I, I think I know, I know how you feel, mate. It's been, it has been a pretty slow news week for rugby league this week. In fact, so slow that rugby union has caught up, and <laughs> they, they decided to steal all our ideas and all our news items, and mm. yeah, they're they're and even maybe some players again. too they want some players too so look you can it's as just as the sun sets in the west you can predict that when it's a slow news week in rugby league rugby union will will come swinging around the corner hoping to latch onto our popularity and uh, make it relevant again uh, so that's what they're trying to do there's all the newses about Suali and or Suali or uh, and yeah. others being uh, potentially poached to the dark side, but um, look, some might argue this is a, a deliberate tactic to detract from the brilliant NRL final series that mm. we're about to embark on. That's Some of us might say that. <laughs> the cynical of us might say that. What do you reckon, Tish?
1: Well, look, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting because we have the new Allianz Stadium, uh, you know, opening up this week, and all the talk is about the big NRL matchup. But then the following night, there's actually a rugby test match, which you're not hearing anything about. So maybe this is a way to try and garner garner up interest. So, yeah, yeah, a bit of a a smell a rat. And I think, you know, if you smell a rat, you need to get Jeff Toovey onto this. I think we need another investigation.
0: (laughs) That's right. More investigations, that's what we need. We need the integrity unit in the NRL is just going to – it needs more resourcing – uh, there's not enough investigators there, obviously. But look, yeah, it's not, uh, look. My final point there is uh, I think, uh, you know, we've got a, a national game, uh, a national team test match being played for rugby union. And, and, uh, who's open in the stadium? Little old NRL with two Sydney teams, traditional teams battling each other out, uh, mm. you know, to try and make it to the top four or whatever. Um, and yet you're right, that little old rugby league rivalry is the real reason. It's the opener and it is the real uh, the real deal. And that's what people care about. That's what all the talk is about. And yeah, we'll, look, we'll get to that later. That's one of our tackles we're going to talk about. But let's launch into our review of this penultimate round of the NRL, round 24 review. Here we go, tackle number one. All right, so round twenty-four um, had some pretty, very, you know, pretty interesting matchups and interesting results, and we're going to talk about the fallout of each of these now. So first up, we had the Eels flogging the Broncos for the second week running, fifty-three to six in front of thirty thousand at SunCorp Stadium. The Panthers forty-six to twelve over the Warriors in front of seventeen thousand at BlueBet Stadium. The Roosters, 18-14, an epic game against the Melbourne Storm uh, at Amy Park in front of 25,000 on the Friday night. And the Raiders, um, 48-6 over the Manly Warringah Seagulls at GRO Stadium in front of about 17,000 as well. The Sharks, 16-0 over the Bulldogs. The Rabbitohs, 20-10 over the Cowboys. The Dragons, 24-22, a tight one over the Tigers. And uh, the Titans, 36-26 over the Knights. Now, obviously, quite a few of those games were, uh, I wouldn't say inconsequential, but they they had minimal impact on the top eight. Um, And obviously, the main ones that that we saw, I think the highlight for me, there Mm. are a couple of highlights. The obvious one is... Obviously, the Eels fifty-three to six over the Broncos. I would classify this more as a low light for the Broncos, though, because I think (laughs) uh, there was there was some footage in the media about Kevi Walters giving the team Mm. a spray at halftime. There hurting their uh, feelings. Hurting there was there was rumors that two players were feelings were hurt Mm. and they were upset. At which Gordon Tallis retaliated in the media and said. Those two players uh, who, who complained about that should uh, you should strike their name off and they should be, you know, not, not, not take part in first grade. Um, you know, you don't want to play with players like that. Um, you know, his argument was, you know, if I ever got told you're, you're not doing something right or, or got a spray for something, I, I actually fired up and tried to prove my detractors wrong. So anyone who sort of crumbles after a little bit of criticism, especially when it's completely warranted. I mean, they, they yeah. have been flogged for what for the last month. They have not won a game, and they've been flogged. And they've gone from top four to now sitting ninth. Um, you know, we were talking about the Raiders needing to... Uh, I was predicting the Roosters might not make the eight and the Raiders had a chance to usurp them in the final game. Turns out it's the Broncos that, that have completely capitulated. They're the ones that that are looking to not even, um, you know, not, not even make their way back to the eight. So obviously that was a, a low light for them. And the other highlight for me, obviously, was the Storm and the Roosters game. It was just a brilliant, brilliant game. A lot of drama, a lot of controversy in the media around um, the uh, – the tactic of some players, uh, I think, was it Nelson Solomona from mm. uh, the, uh, the 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 storm kind of landing on play, on players' yeah. chests and neck with his elbow, not a good look when he's a humongous fellow, you know, with all that mm. weight behind him. And so there's a lot of discussion in the media around uh, that, that being a dirty tactic and how the Melbourne storm are the key proponents of it. Although I think, I think it's fair to say that the Roosters are probably one of the other teams that in, in the NRL mm. that, that partake in that kind of, uh, um, you know, the activity as well. Um, so, yeah, to me, those were the two kind of standout games that have the most impact. Um, it, the loss for the Storm means that now it's all on the Eels and the Storm next week. The winner will take that coveted top four spot, Um possibly go into third but at the very least we'll get into fourth so it's all on the line um because of that that win to the roosters the roosters i think guaranteed themselves a top eight spot potentially uh with with that win uh and of course yeah the with the way the broncos got flogged again with the eels it means that they are in danger of missing out in the top eight altogether and so So, yeah, a lot has happened in that round. Tish, what were your highlights or or what other sort of comments do you want to add to the games that we saw?
1: Well, I think pretty much like yourself, um, you know, the two games for me is the heavy Brisbane loss and the tremendous Canberra win, right? I think what you actually had, (laughs) you had a situation where um, the Broncos were going in at a plus 25 for and against, um, and the Raiders were going in with a negative 26 um, <laughs> uh, sort of for and against. But, you know, with Canberra winning and the Brisbane losing, and then the complete turnaround between, um, you know, like getting flogged and, and things like that, what it's actually meant is that the, they've actually, like, you know, the yeah, the, the other Raiders have 29 positive, and the Broncos have minus 14, right? <laughs> right so so and that's why the broncos now probably for the first time since plumber coast at the start of the season are out of to the top eight and they were just uh only you know in the within the top four only um you know sort of at towards the end of the origin series so you know wow and look i think with kevin walters right you know and and the spray or the legend spray obviously didn't really hurt hurt hear what was said or what was what was done but you know we've got to remember this is a very unique territory for the broncos and this broncos lineup at the moment because they've been sort of sitting outside the top 8 for a number of years now right so um you know how to handle themselves towards the back end of the season is probably something that they will need to work on um if they're going to be like a force next year in the season but yeah they've they've kind of stuffed it up haven't they really uh like they uh had a golden chance. I mean, not necessarily just by uh, not winning, but also getting hammered has, has really um, sent them back quite a lot. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I think that's the big talking point. And look, if you're going to talk low light, you know, I have to bring up my Tigers again, probably for the last time in the year. I mean, golden opportunity to get off the wooden spoon. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, we sort of were leading <laughs> with like five minutes to go. Typical Tiger story. What happens, uh, short kickoff from St. Georgia-Lawarra, they stuff it up, and it doesn't go 10 metres. However, you know, the referee blows a penalty to the Dragons. Why? Because one of the Tigers players was inside the 10 metres.
0: Wow.
1: (laughs) Right? Very next set, the Dragons go in and score. their winning try. (laughs) And the game's over. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just thinking we did everything we can to lose this game right? It's like we want to be the wooden spooners but definitely <laughs> another low light so I'm looking forward to uh, to to probably at the end of this round uh, not to focus on the Tigers for you know the final series <laughs> no more pain, no more suffering until next year Doctor T, that's how I feel
0: Wow. Yeah. Look, unfortunately, it looks like the Tigers have that wooden spoon wrapped up for the (laughs) first time in their history. You know, mm. it's just is that really for real even we, well yeah. first time in the tight West Tigers history. Yeah, it is. Or or we we're not counting Balmain etc. we're just talking West Tigers.
1: Well, no, I mean uh, Balmain and the Magpies have probably finished wooden
0: Spooners, I'd say <laughs> yeah, quite quite often, right? Especially got, like, the Magpies I would say. But yeah. yeah, okay, so West Tigers, well that's a pretty good achievement. I mean, to not to not have ever come last in that many years mm. in the comp that's been that's pretty good I would say.
1: It is, but but it's over. But not this year. (laughs) It's over, unless we miraculously beat Canberra, who have got everything to play for to try and uh, secure their top eight spot. uh, Well, but here's...
0: And and look, funny you should say that, because I think this is probably the time where we should move to tackle two. Let's do it. Getting to our permutations there. So here we go, tackle number two, our NRL finals predictions. All right, tackle number two, we're going to do our NRL finals predictions. And to do this, we are using a, uh, I believe it's via the nrl.com website. There's a ladder predictor there. I think it's ladderpredictor.nrl.com slash ladder. If anyone wants to play along and <laughs> muck around and see, because this is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the the games that we think are uh obvious uh you know and we agree on and then and then we're going to look at the permutations for the other ones that are actually critical for top 8 wooden spoon and top 4 uh and there are a few um and before i start though the tigers how important was that uh that dodgy decision a few weeks ago with the cowboys and the tigers mm. because mm. the t- the cowboys are you know if you take those two points off them they are potentially you know, outside of the top four and, and, uh, you know, well, they could even now get out. Well, is that possible? No, I don't think it's possible for them to get out of the top four unless. That'd be on 32 points on number six. It's not possible. No, sorry. They, they cannot get out of the top four. So yeah, they would have been in danger of missing the top four. Had you taken those two points off them? As it turns out, the very first game that we are talking about tomorrow, Eels versus Storm, um, is crit- critical because the winner will enter the top four without question. The only question will be, uh, as far as I can see, depending on what the for and against is for this game and for the Cowboys game, uh, we could see the Storm getting into third place mm. uh, and and basically swapping positions with the Cowboys if they beat the Eels and if the Cowboys lose because they already uh, have a superior for and against to the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are playing a Penrith Panthers that seems to have found form again. Um, And so let me just jump down to that game. Do we want to agree that the Panthers will probably win that game against the Cowboys, or do you think that the Cowboys at home, are going to win that one. Do we, do we want to agree one way or another? What do you think? Okay. Uh, all I've got to say about
1: this is that normally I'd say that it's, it's kind of a shoe in for the Panther Panthers, except, um, Dylan Edwards is being rested. <laughs> right. Uh, so is Jerome Loy. I think Jerome Loy is not, yeah. Has he been even selected? I think he's out. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not there at all. Um, so is Brian Torhall. Whoa, <laughs> so, okay. Right. So <laughs> so is Mitch. Uh, sorry. So is Appy Coruscant. Not there. Um, yeah, they're resting all their big guns, basically. Obviously, um, you know, uh, Cleary's still suspended. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Staines, Turu- uh, like Turovi, Jennings, Jenkins, Crichton, Kurt, uh, cool. Falls, Sean O'Sullivan. Yeah. And even in their forwards, you know, they're resting. Um, Oh, yeah there's are pink in this one. They or yeah, interesting.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean sure. it,
1: yeah, I mean uh if they I mean if they if they end up winning um like it will it will definitely be a sh- showing off their depth, you know, because um yeah, from last week's game they've got 11. 12 players that they've uh got out from last week's game oh All including right. kick out no kick out either
0: so no, i'll stop you right there Let, let's just let's just put cowboys as a shoe in the betting has them at 115 versus 550 for the panthers i'm gonna put the cowboys in as victors there and that means that they will secure four uh, at least third spot, possibly yeah. second spot, Ooh. which means – and I'm going to jump around here. Let's move to the Sharks. So so that, that's a Saturday game. That's a Saturday main game at 7.35, Cowboys mm. v. Panthers. The Sharks is the Sunday 2 p.m. game. Uh, the Sharks are heavy favourites for this game against the Knights uh, who are at home. They don't seem to be resting players and they or too many players – and the betting seems to heavily favor, uh, this in the same way, the Sharks. I'm going to say the Sharks are a shoo-in for that one. So let's mm. tick them off, which means the Sharks will end up in second spot. So we've already got the top three sorted, Tish. Panthers, obviously minor premiers. Sharks secure number two. Cowboys secure number three. And that leaves... What happens with the eels and the storm? Now, do we want to do we want to see what happens with some of the other games first? Because there are two teams nipping at the heels of the uh, the eels. And let me just fast forward to Friday, the Friday night Allianz Stadium game, the the opening game there, the Roosters and Rabbitohs, six versus seventh. Uh, what what are we thinking? Are we thinking? you know the favorites seem to be the roosters slightly so let me let me just okay. play play what, this what, way what
1: what oh, I what I what I think i don't think the roosters or the rabbitoes will finish in fourth because they're both sitting on no uh, they can't
0: they absolutely they can't,
1: can't. No. they can't only because the yeah, the te- two teams that can finish fourth are playing each other
0: Right. That's right. That's so, the only yeah. thing that could happen. The only thing that does matter for the Roosters Rabbitohs game is where the eels finish. If they are, uh, if they uh, lose, yeah, yeah. If they win, they're in the top four. If they lose, they uh, well, they'll finish six.
1: Yeah, and, and look, th- yeah. there is a gap of around about fifteen points between the Storms. The storm and the roosters. So there is a chance, maybe, for the roosters, if they absolutely flog. Yeah, but no, they'd still only uh, if the roost. Yeah, they, if the roosters win, they'll go to thirty-four. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they can. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. <laughs> I think I've already uh, yeah blank yeah There to, is yeah, a so.
0: possibility. Yeah, there is a possibility, and he, and hear me out. If. <laughs> if the the roosters flog the Rabbitos by let's just say by more than 20 mm. and the eels beat the storm by 48 points <laughs> then there's a chance that the storm will go as low as 6 but that yeah. is very very unlikely so let's let's be realistic that you know we we're, we're talking especially for both of these games it's very unlikely that we're going to see a you know a 30 40 50 point drop in it'll probably be in, at most a 20-point game uh, one way or another, I think. Um, and given the high stakes for either team, I would say that's unlikely to, to be a blowout either way. So anyway, so let's... So Roosters and Rabbitohs, um, I think it's fair to say that if the cards fall right in, in the other game, we could see them, you know, e- any of those could go as high as six. So the winner will get um, six, possibly fifth, if the uh, if the eels uh, if the uh, if the eels lose and the storm win, then whoever wins this rabidos roosters game will go fifth. So um, let's let's lay it down on a line here: roosters and rabidos. Who do we think? Do we agree on who's going to win that game? And then I'll move to the eels one. Oh, do, do I Okay, look. Um...
1: This is tough, right? So I'm going to go... I, I think they poor oh, This is really tough. Because I think both teams are sort of in a bit of form. Um, they're a bit different as well. <laughs> like, you know, the Roosters...
0: Right,
1: yeah. Yeah, like, the Roosters seem to be like... Uh, like, you know, they've got a big forward pack and they've got... You know, they don't... Like, they seem to be very, uh, like, you know... Rit- I'd say a more of a routine-based team. Whereas the Rabbitohs can do anything, anytime, anywhere, right? And then even... What I love about the Rabbitohs is everybody knows that they've got that side, which is the Alex Johnston side, with Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker all linking up, and they score so many tries down that side. Teams prepare for it. Teams know it's happening. Teams, um, you know, are trying to figure out ways to to stop it, but they can't. Like. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's you, it's it's no secret what they're going to do, and they do it, and they pull it off all the time. So it's it's unbelievable, actually, really. And then on the Roosters' side, you've got some really uh, good talent, some really good young players, and and things like that. And I think they're they've done an amazing job just to get to where they're at at the moment. So yeah, so you know what? Based on that, I think that the fact that the Roosters, I mean, they did really well last week, beating Melbourne. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the Roosters. I think the Roosters are, are probably gonna win that game.
0: Look, and and let's not forget. Uh, so the breaking news is that Damien Cook is out because he's got uh, COVID.
1: Yes. So, and, however, National Cabinet just met and, and reduced <laughs> it, it reduced the COVID protocol from seven days to five days. Uh you know, oh, signed off so by, he might be able to play. He could pay, play, uh, by the way, PM of Australia, which team does he
0: support? Oh, no. Just, it's oh. the Rabbitohs.
1: Oh, my God.
0: There needs to be an investigation. There uh, does. <laughs> this is the Sasha Ban Cohen uh, dictator <laughs> move. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but is Jared Wilria Hargraves playing or is he suspended? Because uh, one of the things that came out of the Storm was a couple hmm. of things that came out of the Storm in Roosters' game, and one was the... Uh, the, you know, the number of players on report, but also there was, I believe was it Victor Radley actually went off with a head injury. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, it was quite bad, actually. I, I we forgot to mention it, but it was terrible to see. He basically had a seizure after being after awkwardly falling and, uh, one of the the opposite players collecting his head and, and he had a seizure and it was very terrible. I've never seen that before on television, uh in a rugby league context and it was quite disturbing so um i am guessing he should not be allowed to play this week based on what we saw um but who knows so i guess the thing is if warrior hargraves is off on suspension which he could be uh although i don't i don't believe he is but the loss of Damian Cook to the Rabbitohs, I think to me, in my mind, I would have to agree with you. I'm pushing the Roosters there uh, to, to victory uh, as much as I'd like to see the Rabbitohs win that one. So well done to the Roosters. You have made it to fifth. However, let's rewind a little bit. Thursday night, Eels v. Storm. Who wins this game uh, and who Get makes that spot. top four spot? Hmm. That's exactly what it is. So,
1: it doesn't uh, really early... matter,
0: does it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: so earlier in the year, the the uh, the eels had won, right? And uh, they won by having Ray Stone getting injured, but scoring the winning thing, you know, in in, in, in overtime, right? So I expect yeah. it to be that close, and I'm going to give it to Parramatta to win. Uh, because I just think that if they lose... I, I think it's just too important for them. I think they know if they finish fourth that they will win the comp. I don't know that sounds... Really
0: I, I tend to agree with you. I think they, are, they would be so confident if they get that extra week off. Yeah. That I believe... Uh, you know, and remember what we said a while ago. Uh, now, we were incorrect about Luai coming back. He actually did come back a bit early. And if... They're all all their stars are being rested. That means Cleary will come back in week one of the finals or week two of the finals, I believe. No, no, week one, yeah. Week one, okay. Now he is not match fit, so there's a possibility there <laughs> that, as we said, whoever comes forth will have the advantage of playing an, a Panthers team, admittedly, that has rested most of its stars in this final round of the NRL season proper. However, is also bringing back their star playmaker who is not match fit either. So none of their stars will have had a proper hit out prior to week one. If you're to tell me that that's not an advantage if you are playing against the Panthers, I don't know what is because I would say this is the time, and the Eels have beaten them twice this year, they would be favourites to win that, potentially, that game in week one of the finals. But you never know with the Eels. This is a problem. They've been so inconsistent this year, it's hard to tell. So, look, yeah. in my mind, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping for, praying for that the Eels will win this one and get into that that coveted fourth position. Uh, Tish, your final word on that, and then we'll move down the ladder a bit.
1: Yeah, well, look, um, again, look, I think... I, I know you're talking about, like, you know, uh, players coming in from Penrith and everything... If Penrith are at full strength um, and Parramatta at full strength, I still believe Parramatta will beat Penrith. They've got the wood over them. I mean, like, they've won all the games. But the the crucial thing is the most crucial game that they needed to win was last year, the you know, the, the, the game before the grand final. And I don't think that sourness has gone right so I think that they like you know um, the motivator, these, eh? The, the motivator, and I think it's strong. I think the fact that they've been able to do it in other games that have that have been, um, you know, I suppose less consequential, um, gives them that confidence that they could do it. And let's, I mean, this is this is the truth. That game where where Cleary got suspended uh, before that, Paramount were on top of them anyway right they they really were so they they've got the game plan to, to beat the panthers which i don't think anybody else has figured that out right so that's that's what i think with that so i think i think just with that at the back of their minds they have to win this game and if they can win this game they go on and i think this is going to be their time to win the comp the only problem is going to be injuries and that's the key also right if it's a tight game you've got 10 minutes to go you don't want want to get your stars injured either right Um, but neither team, by the way. So this is the same applies to the storm as well. Right. So that's probably the only real, um, factor, the unknown factor about that. But I think, I think we do that. I I think Parramatta are probably going to win this game because I just think it's just like way too much. And with the storm, I mean, they just had a loss. Uh, they've got some injury concerns. People have been at them about the whole, you know, Nelson, um, uh being uh sort of being charged 10 times in the last three years but only been suspended like like four times for and but, but like you know like not actually getting um like he's been charged found guilty but he never gets suspended so you know so people have been talking about that all week right so so that's how slow it's been um you know people have been counting up the number of fines he's uh you know he's accrued you know that's you know but, but 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 that's what i think so uh, shall we look at the other games
0: yeah let's let's look at the other games so uh some of these are obviously less consequential than others so it doesn't really matter but okay bulldogs and seagulls are going to play each other bulldogs are actually not doing too badly and mm. even though they are a good six points behind them on the ladder i think the form suggests that the the bulldogs are well they're according to the betting, betting they're actually favorites <laughs> which yeah. you know look let, let me just say bulldogs maybe could be uh, eagles doesn't mm. really matter so i'm just i think put... manly if they could will take the uh will take the forfeit if they wanted to <laughs> that's right possibly uh warriors and titans is the other game uh again little consequence mm. uh unlikely that we're going to see well it's possible if the warriors flog the titans mm and the Tigers flog the Raiders, that the Titans will actually get the wooden spoon, but I don't think it's likely. And in fact, I think that the Warriors will win this game anyway. Um, They are the favourites, so let's just pretend the Warriors win this one. They do move up slightly, obviously, if they win that one. Um, And then, uh, which one? So that leaves us with two games remaining, which are consequential. The first of these is Saturday, the Twilight game. 5.30 5.30 p.m. Saturday, 3rd of September at Net Strata Jubilee Stadium, Dragons' home ground, 10th place Dragon versus 9th-placed Broncos. Um, this is where the Dragons can play the spoiler role. Mm. If the Dragons win, so at the moment, actually, despite what we've seen, the Broncos, the betting has the Broncos as favourites for this game, $1.60 to two thirty five. dollars uh, which is interesting, but when you consider that the dragons only just beat the last place tigers who have been limping towards the end of this season, um, it doesn't fill you with much confidence that the dragons can can put it over the Broncos. And in fact, if a month ago you asked me uh, in, in fact I think I was uh, I was asked by someone online you know about you know the dragons beating the Broncos and at that time I was thinking, no way the broncos were in the top 4 almost and they were they were riding high um there was no way but now i think there is a possibility that the dragons might beat the broncos so that's so hold that in your mind and mm. realize that depending on what happens there you then have the final final game of the year the season proper is the tigers versus the raiders at Leichhardt oval the spiritual home of the, of the Bauman Tigers. Um, but this one has the Raiders at heavy favorites, 128 to 375 on the betting. Um, it also means, I guess, regardless of what happens. So let's just say the Broncos do beat the Dragons. Then it really is a crucial must win game for the Raiders. And the Raiders just need to win by, well, you know, let's just say the Broncos turn it on and win by thirty points, right? Something like that. Let's just say that There still will only be plus four in there at four and against. The Raiders are at plus seventeen. All they have to do is win by a point, and they're home and hosed, and they will win that. Uh, they'll they'll win that eighth spot. So this is what it boils down to: is that the Raiders have the advantage of seeing what's ahead of them mm. if the Dragons win. Then the night uh, the the Raiders can afford to lose, and they will still. Let me just double check that. If the Dragons win, and if the Tigers win, then the Raiders still will make the finals by a fair way, uh, depending on the for and against, of course. So, um, yeah. you know, whichever way you look at it, the Broncos Raiders are, have got to
1: win. To, the to Broncos get have out. to
0: win, and the Raiders have an advantage that if. If they see what happens, they can either turn it on or turn it off. It doesn't really matter. So, yeah, it all boils down to the Broncos. The Broncos, can they win? Can they turn it around? Their form of late has been uh, abysmal. (laughs) Um, They have won only one out of the last five games. uh, And I believe possibly they have uh, lost the last four in a row potentially. So that being the case uh yeah, last game of the season, mm. can that Kevin Walters spray get them up for one last throw of the dice? Because if they do win, then they have a chance yeah. Al- although they will then be relying on the Tigers to be the spoiler there for for them and allow them the pa- the passageway into the top eight. Tish, what are you thinking? Okay.
1: Well look, I'm gonna reveal something to you, Dr. T, which which sort of is 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 against what every I suppose what the media has been saying. Right. But it is it is statistically true, right? Oh, yeah. This this little thing that I'm about to tell you about the St. Georgia Little World Dragons. They've been criticized heavily, you know, they haven't made the finals, they've been underwhelming this season, all this kind of stuff. Uh, but the truth is, um, you know, based on last year's results, they would actually be in the top eight, right? <laughs> because the cutoff was 10 games uh, and they've won 11 already, right? So they they have actually improved from last year and they're, they're really like a 2021 top eight side. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're actually finishing, um, what, they're actually in 10th position at the moment. The Broncos are in nine. So they're actually not far behind the Broncos when you look at it from that point of view. Plus they've had a bit of a spoiler role I mean, I know they've sort of uh, narrowly beat the Tigers, but it was probably Ben Hunt's worst game of the season and they still won, (laughs) right? (laughs) So I think it's a tough game for Brisbane to win. Away from home, it's a day game. You know, the Broncos play the majority of the games at night. It's a real tough one for the Broncos to win. If they get up, you know, uh, then then obviously Canberra have to win. Uh, Canberra probably don't even have to win that well. They just have to win because I think the foreign against is enough. Because I yeah. think Brisbane, what I see likely to happen is that a Broncos victory by a couple of points and, uh, yeah, Canberra winning, unfortunately, against the Tigers <laughs> in a cricket score,
0: you know? Yeah, like, which, like, which, yeah, which means it's yeah. a moot point if the Broncos win, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's going to be, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it it's going to be like one of the, uh, Saddest days in Leichhardt Oval history, right, to see how far the Tigers have fallen. But I think it's going to be one of those situations. But interestingly enough, um, you also got, you know, grand final replays a little bit. You know, you got the Raiders and the Tigers and you got the Dragons and the Broncos, you know, like the 92 and 93 grand finals and the 1989 grand final. Um, That's
0: absolutely right. You never know what what effect that nostalgia will play exactly on, uh, on these teams. But look, and, and I've got it. to say, yeah. some of
1: the other games, you even got the two thousand and nine grand final with the Eels and Storm, which is a bit contentious.
0: Yeah, don't remind um,
1: me. The, the <laughs> yeah, the Rabbitohs and and Roosters, you know, biggest rivalry, and I think Manly and Canterbury as well, bit bit traditional rivals.
0: Well, the um, Rabbitohs and Roosters have never played a grand final.
1: Yeah exactly right and, and the reality is if uh, this is this is the interesting thing as well like uh they, they they these two teams are playing each other i think they're likely to finish 6th and 7th right if they do that they're going to play each other next week
0: as well true yeah it depends on what happens in the other game of course with the eels and the storm but yeah you're right it's possible that they'll be playing each other again mm. which will be very interesting indeed but look yeah let me let me ask you one last thing uh, about this Broncos and Raiders scenario. So Tish, I want you to put a a particular hat on. Uh, you are Andrew Johns betting man. (laughs) You, you see in front of you the potential for a, uh, you know, well, you wouldn't call it a Cornella, but here is a combo Mm. that, that could net you a very interesting, uh, pay packet. Yeah. Um, Broncos winning and Raiders losing. What are the odds of that happening? And if you are Andrew John's betting man, would you put 10 bucks on that combo happening? Because that is what the Broncos need to make it into the top eight. They need to win and the Raiders to lose, as we said. What are the odds of that? If you are a betting man, would you put money on that? Or would you just think, no, nah, it's not worth it. It's not going to happen. That's really what it boils down to. Satish, so yeah. as Andrew Johns, w- Betty man, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, look, uh, whew, I would say
1: I I think it's a bet that not even Andrew Johns will take.
0: Oh, <laughs> he, are you saying he would hold on to that money? In his I,
1: I, 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 I would, I would say, suggest to – I mean, like, if you only took last round's <laughs> form in, <laughs> right, That's right. That's the only conclusion it's a no coming brainer, to right? If you took the form guide for the last four weeks, it's probably the same scenario too, right? Because um, I think the Raiders were pretty much gone and they've come out of nowhere a little bit as well, right, to uh, to get there as well. Plus, the well, they've the Tigers. won three
0: out of the last five games. So mm. it's not like as if they're winning every single game. Mm. So they've been a bit inconsistent. But when it's counted, you know, they've we did got say, that. you know, yeah, they, they, they're getting there. Uh, and, and that's all and, they've got to but, do. That's right. They've just got to limp their way in, you know, limper their, I don't know what I'm trying to say, Mm. (laughs) you know, trip their way into the, you know, Bradbury style. Uh, Everyone's fallen around them. The Broncos have fallen by the wayside and uh, disappointing because, I mean, they were there. (laughs) They were there. They just had to keep winning and not, not falter. And they've done, they've done exactly that. So now, looks like what you're saying is even a betting man wouldn't bet against uh the raiders to make that top eight so i think that's where we landed so if the cards fall this way we will see according to our predictions rugby league republic predictions the panthers on top then the sharks the cowboys and the eels rounding out the top four and then we're going to see the storm roosters rabbitos and raiders rounding out that top eight with, uh, unfortunately, the Tigers winning that wooden spoon. All right. That's it for our top eight predictions. Let's move on to tackle number three. Tackle number three is a good piece of news to come out of uh, New Zealand, where Benji Marshall has been honoured by being made the Companion of the New Zealand Order of Merit by the Governor-General of New Zealand, Her Excellency, the Right Honourable Dame Cindy Kiro. I think that's the way you pronounce her name. Um, Benji Marshall was awarded this honour due to his services to rugby league at a prestigious ceremony in Auckland, Uh, This Tuesday, he said it was an extremely proud moment following a distinguished rugby league playing career. Tish, I believe that is one of the highest honours you can get as a civilian in uh, in, in New Zealand. So well done, Benji. I mean, look, he's been recognised, of course, as uh, one of the greatest rugby league players uh, of all time, especially coming out of New Zealand, uh, probably their greatest player of all time. And now he's been honoured as a civilian, as a companion of the New Zealand Order of Merit. Mm. So, well, 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 done, Benji. And I think, uh, yeah, I think,
1: I think Benji's post-post uh, rugby league career has seen him get quite a lot of honours. Of course, you know, with this, and then the win, the big win at the Celebrity Apprentice.
0: Oh, the biggest and one of all! Yeah, the
1: biggest one of all. And then now, getting into apprentice coaching. <laughs> At the Tigers, (laughs) which which may not be the best, and and, and, uh, look, I think Benji has a personality as well. Like I think he's been uh, inspirational. He's got an inspirational story, Um, but he, you know, he genuinely does have, uh, you know, a lot, you know, a big eye on sort of, um, you know, sort of the future and raising, you know, helping helping people, uh, you know, less advant, you know disadvantaged in life and sort of, you know, so I think, I think, yeah, well done. I think, I think yes, rugby league is probably that major part of it, but I think also the, um, just the community aspect to it. So, um, and in a way I kind of feel like, well, you know, coaching might even hold him back from all the other potential he has, right? Because I think he could cross over in so many different things, but anyway, that's, that's, that's probably another thing, but well done Benji. And um, let's hope that this is a stepping stone to actually seeing Benji, who I think, you know, should have a spot as an immortal in rugby league.
0: Oh, it's a big call, but I think a lot of people would agree with you. I mean, if you look at, you know, off the field, what he's done as well, exemplary character he is and such an intelligent brain as well. And, uh, you know, obviously mm. winning celebrity apprentice is, it shows you the business side of his yep. brain not just a great footballing brain, but also can can uh, make things happen in the business entrepreneurial world. So just a special talent either way. And I think, yeah, we're really happy to see Benji get this award uh, and this honour, sorry, not an award. It's an honour uh, bestowed upon him. Um, look, I don't know what he needs uh, to to get knighted, but I think, I, I think potentially one day we will see Sir Benji Marshall. I mean, when you look wow. at... When you look at how, in you know, the remember the uh, the English Rugby Union coach, whatever his name was, when they won the World Cup, uh, he got knighted straight away. <laughs> All he yeah. did was coach a team to one one thing. Whereas Benji has spent his whole career at the top, uh, doing so much for the game in New Zealand, drawing attention to lots of uh, you know lots of social issues as well off the field, uh, potentially going to be a great coach as well uh and when you put it all together you kind of think well uh shouldn't he deserve to be called sir benji marshall
1: mm. that's what sir i, say. Benjamin I
0: don't know. Marshall. i love that that's right his time will come no doubt but uh all right well well done benji and we'll now move on to tackle number four All right, tackle number four is about Allianz Stadium Episode 2, Allianz Rebooted. Uh, we saw this week the official opening of Allianz Stadium, the rebooted, rebooted, re- rejuvenated, renovated, whatever you want to call it. Uh, they knocked it down and built it back up again like Chumbawamba. Mm. Um, you know, Allianz <laughs> Stadium, well done. It's up. It looks nice. There's mm. there's been there's been a lot of media coverage around, you know, the important things, Tish, like you know, the 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 likelihood of of smaller queues to use the toilet, better food facilities, more options like dumplings. There's going to be a dumplings place. I mean, right. this certainly beats the, uh, you know, the dodgy galas pies kind of. Not that they're dodgy, they're lovely, but. <laughs> the dodgy kind of packaged food that you get with, you know, tomato sauce everywhere, sticky floors. I'm, I'm thinking that the, it's going to be a Rolls-Royce experience for all of those people who head out this Friday, September the 2nd, in its sold-out capacity crowd to see wow. the NRLW and then the NRL games. Obviously, the Roosters and Rabbitohs, as we talked about earlier, will be the official openers uh, of of this newly built Allianz Stadium, um, and you know, it's would you believe what's happened since the last time the Roosters played at this at the previous version of this ground? Well, not much has happened except for a global pandemic, which seems to have gone <laughs> on forever. But yes, it has been four years since the Roosters have uh, been wow. playing out of the Sydney Cricket Ground in their home ground, uh, home games, would you believe? And look, to celebrate, uh, the doubleheader this Friday will also feature ARIA award-winning Australian electronic music duo, The Presets, who will hype the crowd up with some of their biggest hits before the NRL game kicks off. Gates are going to open at 5 p.m. And for the first two hours, spectators can take advantage of a beverage offer, which will see prices reduced by 49%. I kid you not. This is on the NRL website, so this this shows you what it, what, what the priorities are. Uh, you know, cheap beer, guys. <laughs> get get in there early because you'll get cheap beer, cheap booze. That's what it's all about. Um, Tish, Allianz rebooted. I mean, are you looking forward to uh, experiencing the new uh, you know the new version of Allianz Stadium? Uh, and, and and like, what what are you looking forward to compared to? Some of the dodginess of the previous version.
1: Yeah, look, as a, as a, uh, I had a brief stint on the ban list uh, at the old Sydney Football Stadium. So it'd be good to get back there, you know, like, uh, and
0: actually. I didn't know about this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, Like, you know, they caught me, um, uh, you know, spraying tomato sauce at the rooster. So. Like, I don't think legit, but the other side,
0: and somehow you tipped the Roosters to win, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right, that's right. But look, I think, um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm looking forward to see, see how the stadium looks. And to be to be fair, it, it like, I mean, it has a hard uh, act to follow because I think the Sydney football stadium was tremendous, you know. Um, it did need a revamp, but to, to give it that, like, you know, it did seem obviously. You know, uh, as modern stadiums go, probably needed a bit of a revamp, but I think it, w- it it served rugby league well. So I'm looking forward to seeing, um, you know, how the new Alliance Stadium is going to be. Um, I think, you know, I think the Par- the Parramatta Stadium, um, you know, uh, comeback span has been a big hit, and I feel like this is going to be like a-, a slightly bigger version of that. So, yeah, I think just just that, and then I'm um, looking forward to some epic matches to be played. Um you know who knows like uh you know i remember back um when the city football stadium sort of in the 90s and 80s they would, they'd find like different reasons to have different matches there right they, they even had like australia versus the rest of the world uh 13 or something like that you know so maybe we might get some novelty um matches there as well just to just to use the stadium as much as possible
0: yeah that's right i mean look as I've, I've got some good memories of that of the old stadium but also, I do think, you know, sometimes it gets to a point where, you know, the the design of the there were bits of it, the design that were good, and then there were bits that were not so good around, uh, you know, the, uh, the proximity of toilets to, like, food mm. facilities and things like that. Like, there are, there are just, there are some things that you, you kind of, it definitely needed a revamp. Uh, it certainly was modern and had you very close to the action. In fact, I would say... For closeness to the action, it was probably uh, the best ground that I've ever been to. Uh, but I haven't been mm. to Suncorp Stadium, so I don't know. I, I believe Suncorp has a different experience altogether. Yeah. But I think of the old stadiums that, that have been, you know, knocked down and rebuilt, I think uh, definitely the, the old Sydney football stadium – it was just the atmosphere was unbelievable. you felt so close to the game and and you know when you compare it to the Sydney Olympic Stadium uh, which is now what's it called now a core stadium it's gone through many iterations over the years but um, yeah when you compare it to that where you've got you know 85 90,000 capacity, double the capacity but even the cl- the seats close to the action, don't really feel the same. They feel kind mm. of weird. It, it's I think the Sydney Football Stadium had very much a a bowl kind of setup. Like you felt like you you were close to the action because the seats were higher and they yep. were closed in a bit. Whereas in the Olympic one in Sydney, it's just more yeah. sprawled out and there's a lot more space and it just. I think what it does to the acoustics also is not that great. So I'm hoping that this one, I hope they consulted with the, with the ancient Greeks because they, they seem to have done acoustics very well there in uh, some of those ancient amphitheatres. And so let's hope, hopefully they, they uh, they engage with some good, good old engineering acoustic engineers uh, who know what they're doing. So that way, even a, uh, a semi-full stadium will, will feel like uh, a very great atmosphere. That's what I'm hoping for. Teach your final words on this.
1: Well, look, I think, you know, when you when I'm thinking about the old City Football Stadium, um, you know, I just remember sort of, you know, when you're, I mean, obviously it's a different experience when you're sitting higher up, but, you know, when you're sort of sitting in the first, um, you know, the first floor sort of thing, uh, one of the great things about City Football Stadium or the sort of the older one is like when you walk to your seat, for the first time, you'd actually just, yeah, you feel like you actually, you, you're, you're about to run onto the ground, <laughs> you know? Like you just, it's got the right sort of angle to the ground when you, cause you sort of, you sort of come up to go down, if that makes sense. Like you sort of, like you're sort yeah. of coming down onto where you're gonna be seated. And yeah, and, and, and it did feel like, you know, it didn't really matter if you were sitting close to the 10 meter line or the halfway line, you still got a really good, uh, Piece of the action, sort of thing, and uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And you know, I'm kind of a bit disappointed I'm not seeing this game, but obviously, why would I go to watch uh, Roosters and uh, Rabbitohs play if I you know I'm not really a fan of either of those teams, but um, you know, definitely want to uh, check it out in 2023. Um, is there a, oh no, the Rugby League World Cups ever, overseas, right? So, really can't. <laughs>
0: that's right, no, there, there's gonna have to be another one later. I might have to go and watch a union game there or something, I don't know. Oh no, don't do that. Uh, (laughs) All right. uh, Well, let's move on to tackle number five. Here we go. All right. Tackle number five is about Jersey Day. So this Friday, the 2nd of September, in Australia, we have a, uh, a, an initiative called Jersey Day where schools and workplaces across Australia are being asked to allow students and employees to wear their favourite sporting jersey to school or work and to begin the conversation with their family and friends about the importance of becoming an organ and tissue donor. So there's an, an interesting story on, uh, on the uh, nrl.com website uh, where you can look at uh, the, the story about Ivan Cleary um, I think donating his kidney to his son, I believe. Uh, right. you know so the, the, so this is obviously all about organ donation. It's a good cause. Uh, there's no ne- not necessarily about raising funds. it's just about raising awareness and getting people to understand that it would be good for them to register to become an organ and tissue donor uh, should something happen to them. Uh, I think you know we've seen examples of this even recently of, of celebrities that have tragically passed away, but their organs have saved lives. And I think yeah. this is a very important um, important thing to talk about. And I think to to lock that into or associate it with a fun activity like Jersey Day, you know, no one's asking for money. It's just about a personal choice people are asking you to make. And uh, and yeah, look, a great initiative. Um, probably not as uh, as well known worldwide or even hmm. across Australia as some of the other ones. And certainly, I think by the time you get to this this time of year, uh, given how many special interest rounds we see in the NRL and other yeah. things, I think there's a risk of uh, you know uh, charity fatigue. Or, or that you know that that kind yeah. of thing, and there's always a risk in that. But I think there's some issues that are quite important, and I think hopefully people can uh, get past that, and uh, hopefully workplaces and schools will allow this. Uh, obviously, you know, check check it out first before you rock up on Friday with it, with your with your eels jersey from the 80s, uh, please. You know, it's it's a humiliating enough to wear that jersey, let alone to be told you got to go yeah. home and, and put on your proper attire. Um, but yeah, Tish, uh, what are your thoughts on on this initiative?
1: Well, I think it's a it, it's a bit of fun, right? And I think that if you if you do rock up in a jersey and you know it, it will be a conversation starter and uh, and yeah, and then yeah, that that whole organ donor thing because it's just it's one of these things that you sort of tick on your driver's license and you don't really think much about it really. Um, but I think it is something that, that people should think about and consider and, you know, and I think it, it is, as you said, it's, it's more of an awareness building exercise and, you know, I think it's going to be great and it's going to be fun. Um, so, so you've obviously got your Jersey ready there, Dr. T uh, for Jersey I, day. I'm wearing it all the time, mate. Oh, all, the time, all the time. That's good. That's good. That's good. It's so yes, yeah, so I think, team, yeah, yeah, I think that's uh oh that's that's wonderful. And look, um, you know, so there are some people out there that they got a little confused. Um, you know, it's not bring a jersey cow to work day. Um, you know, it's it's not wear a jersey day uh, in you know jersey hide or anything like that. No, no, no. It is. We're talking about sporting jerseys, um, for the most part. You know, your favorite sporting jersey. You know, you've got uh, rugby league. I suppose you've got other sports as well. I can't remember any of their names right now. But, <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> You know,
0: that's right. And
1: don't, yeah, don't and rock up in a basketball singlet. I think. I think. That's no, that's right. Please, yeah,
0: please respect rugby league. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, look, and and it's also not wear your favorite New Jersey uh, rockers T-shirt, <laughs> yeah. John Bon Jovi. Please don't wear your John Bon Jovi or Bon Jovi mm. T-shirts. That's not what it's about. It's not yeah. about New Jersey. It's about yeah. jerseys. So yeah. yeah, get into in get into the spirit, but also yeah. please think carefully about what what it what it means and what it's for um yeah and uh yeah it's it will be a good cause and and certainly a lot of people who who have no issue or religious reason to not uh tick that box and and register please consider doing so because i think to know that you could save lives when uh you know Mm. if something were to happen is is just an amazing thing so um yeah I do encourage people if you go to jerseyday.com.au au for more details and stories that that hopefully will yeah. get you to think twice. Yeah and look,
1: you don't need to smoke meat and uh, dry it up. It's not jerky day. It is Jersey Day. That's J-E-R-S-E-Y.
0: Thanks, Ish, for clarifying. We we needed that clarification. Cause... Okay, no problem. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our final tackle. The tips for the final round of the NRL. Here we go. so heading into the final round, uh, I got six out of eight last week, you got five out of eight, that takes me to 132, to your 135, so you're still ahead by a few, I can still catch up though, let's see what happens. We already talked about our predictions, but let's just run through them once more, for those who are are playing at home. Eels v Storm uh, is the crucial game, winner takes the top four spot, I... I'm guessing we still are both going for the Eels. Is that correct? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> Bulldogs v Manly. Uh, Bulldogs for mine. What about you, Tish?
1: Mm, you know what? Let's change that up. Let Let me go for Manly. And um, how disappointed are these two teams? They're playing in the older stadium.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Rabbitohs in the new Allianz Stadium. Uh, I'm tipping the Roosters.
1: You know what? Like I said, roosters before, but I could see the Rabbitohs winning even without. Dam- let's let's just pick the Rabbitohs. Let's make this interesting.
0: All right, Warriors v Titans. Uh, Warriors for mine. Mm, look, an epic rivalry, if there ever was one. I'm going to tip the Titans two in a row. Well, there you go. You've basically changed everything that we just spoke about in tackle one. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Good cool. for you. All right, Dragons v. Broncos. Please tell me you are also sticking with the Dragons like I am. Yeah, look, let me tip the Dragons for this one. <laughs> Good. Sanity <laughs> has prevailed. Uh, Cowboys versus Panthers, uh, for the reasons we mentioned earlier, Panthers is basically uh, a reserve-grade team this week. Oh, and the Cow- yeah, The Cowboys yeah. will win this one easily, I think. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, look, the Cowboys for
1: me or oh, but you know what, like, woo, this is tough as well because it's so weird betting against the Panthers this season. But look, Cowboys for mine.
0: All right, Knights v Sharks. Uh this is an easy one. Sharks to win this one, I think. Yeah,
1: I, I think sharks in um like it feels like a, a grunge uh you know, like anyway, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, sharks for <laughs> mine.
0: Uh, is it the, the mullet cup or something? The is that mullet, what you're saying? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, Tigers versus Raiders at Leichardt Oval, final game of the the season before the finals. Uh, we both tipped the Raiders earlier, but feel free to change it yet again. Mm. What do you think?
1: I've got no hope. I've lost all hope when it comes to the Tigers. I mean, we got smashed by the Bulldogs last year in the final round. So I'm going to tip the Raiders, I think.
0: All right. Well, that's the end of the tip. So hopefully we will see a, uh, well, looking forward to the NRL final series next week. Uh, Tish, that finishes an epic, uh, once again, epic podcast episode thanks very much everyone for listening uh don't forget rr where you can see and download all of our uh podcasts and listen to them stream them straight from there or you can catch us on itunes uh and check us out on facebook twitter etc tish over to you to wrap this one up well thank
1: you dr t i'd to thank everybody for listening but that's all the time we have for this edition of regular league republic we're your hosts tish and dr t Join us next time on the Rugby League Republic. Bye for now.